Hello and welcome. We are coming to you recorded on tape from the Weston O'Hare Airport for the first Star Trek convention after STLV here in Chicago, the continuing voyage tour. This is also going to be the last Star Trek convention ever before Discovery drops in a couple of weeks as of this recording. So already all kinds of stuff is happening here. Now a lot of you are probably wondering, but Robert, you just did STLV. Why are you going to another Star Trek convention? Well, there's only one group of people that would make me fly out of LAX. Drink. <laughs> if you heard that, introduce yourself, sir. I am Andy Fark of the band Five Year Mission. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be the only podcast that's going to have a five-year mission interview. Take that! <laughs> so we're here. The convention hasn't opened yet. Wait, did I mention I flew out of LAX for you guys? <laughs> that's right. For today's episode of the Promenade Podcast, the drinking game rules are every time I mention LAX, you take a shot. So you're now three shots in. So it's about 11 a.m. here. The the main room is going to be opening at 11:35 with Daniel Davis. He played Moriarty in two episodes of Next Gen, so he's opening the show. Ma'am, can I interview you really quick? Okay, wait, here's my card. Okay. So I can let everybody know who you're cosplaying as today. It's a good question. Oh, I knew this. I know this. All right. I'm Kris. Kris is a Klingon woman. I was on my way to my wedding, as was my groom, but they got into a battle. It was a good day for him to die, and I am cruising for a spouse. You could be in trouble. <laughs> I'm a Quaker. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work? No. I'm a pacifist. I can take care of us both. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you get the idea to do this outfit? Well, I have previously been Dax on her wedding day as a trill. Okay. Got my ridges this year and decided that I would be, this is a Klingon wedding dress. Yes. yes and so is. I decided I would be a Klingon woman and I'm <laughs> kind of working up my new character of Caris. So. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Kapla! <laughs> Trek fans keep getting younger and younger every year. Okay, so we enter, which is the, the convention area, and the first thing you see is the registration table and then some of the vendors. Vendors are actually spread out amongst the three areas. So you have some here in the main lobby area of the convention area. You have another room, and you have a third area right in front of the entrance to the hall, where right in front you've got all of the tables with all of the stars will be signing this weekend. Unfortunately, fortunately, I'm only going to be here for the one-day Friday, and so far there's a good crowd here for a Friday. I wasn't expecting that. And the hall has opened. So the first panel is 11.35 today. As I said, that's Daniel Davis. 
So apparently there's a lot of, at this one booth, there is a lot of Generations action figures. And for those of you that have ever seen the Generations action figures, they look different from what we saw in the movie because they made the action figures under the proposed costume change of the uniforms. Four Generations, which was going to kind of resemble a cross between the TOS Rathacon through Undiscovered Country motion picture era and the TNG era, having the stripes on the sleeves, but they ended up not doing that for whatever reason. Hi, can I interview you really quick? Sure. Hi. Hello. Hi, Robert Hi, can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as? Yes, I am cosplaying as Q from Encounter at Farpoint in Judge Robes. I'm here to judge humanity um, for being a dangerously savage child race. Well, not really. Not exactly. Sort of. It's kind of. But not everybody here, though. Everybody here is totally cool. Totally cool. Like, OMG Becky, totally cool. Like, Paris Hilton, cool. You know, so is Paris Hilton cool? Um, no. Okay, all right. Well, not Paris Hilton cool. I know. John, uh, Patrick Stewart cool. Is Patrick Stewart cool? Yes. Okay, Patrick Stewart cool. Yeah. So where'd you get the idea to do Judge Q? Uh, waited my whole life to do it. Um, I always loved Q. I'm, I have a bad sense of humor like Q, and I also have the power to, like, not cause meteors to hit the earth because I totally think it's a cool vacation spot. Like, totally. I would so come here on vacation, like, all the time. Like, the Continuum totally loves Earth. Like, we, we posted on Facebook, like, we love Earth. Yeah. Wouldn't it be Q-Book? Oh, yes, it's Q-Book. That's what we have. I'm sorry, yes. Yes, I'm sorry, TV land, people in the universe, in the multiverse. Sorry to interrupt, but yes. He's, Mr. Ray's correct. It is Q-Book. Yeah, and Q-Gram, too. Like, Instagram, Q, we got Q-Gram, which we post a lot of pictures, and pictures where we can, like, just, like, Snapchat, like, snap our fingers, and it just snaps. And it's a, it's in a snap, too. So you have the Q-Book and the Q-Gram while playing Q-Bert. Exactly. And I love Q-Bert. Like, I'm so totally 80s that I'm like, I just want to get in a DeLorean and go back in time and play it right now. And yes, we love a DeLorean because Doc and, like, you know, Michael J. Fox are, like, totally cool in our universe. So how long did it take you to make the outfit? Um, I'd say, well... Uh, snapping my fingers and using a hot glue gun and sewing and everything. It took me about two, three full uh, human days. <laughs> and, but the thing is that while that full time I was like making the costume, I was watching Ash vs. the Evil Dead Season 2 because Bruce Campbell is totally funny, finding like deadites and traveling through time and everything, and, and his hand getting uh, possessed by demons and everything. Sort of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but anywho. But, uh, and I also watched uh, episodes of Voyager because like I'm, uh, I like Q and the Grey. And let's see, I also like Q2, because like, uh, my birthday's on a second, February 2nd. Two rhymes with Q. And um, yeah, so I, I like Q2. Because, You're not a fan of Death Wish? Uh, I am, but the only time when Q like, made a duplicate of himself and say, ta-da! And I'm like, I'd have been like, hey, I just made a duplicate of myself. Hey, duplicate, go to work. 
<laughs> Full time too. <laughs> no, wait, no, that's the one with Quinn. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no. But uh, uh, Q in Death Wish, he made he snapped his fingers for on trial, and he made a. Oh. He made a duplicate of himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally watched it on TV from the continuum. <laughs> I was like so excited. I'm like, oh my god, I have to text my friend. Brittany right now and Beverly Crusher. I'm like, hey Bev, check this out. This episode is totally cool. But it doesn't have your son in it. Because I guess he's with the traveler somewhere, like in the universe. Yeah. He's gonna be here this weekend. Oh he is, right, yeah. He's traveling all the way from I, I know this. I, I seen it on Jeopardy, Tau City. I think I think Alan Thick would say that I was right. Yeah. It's totally Jeopardy. Yeah. Alan Thick is dead. Okay, well, if he was alive, he would say I was right. Uh. I don't know where, where to go now. Um, well, um, my name is Jay on Facebook, and um, I tell a lot of bad jokes. I work full-time in property management, and I make costumes, and I love Star Trek. I love not juggling kittens over a fireplace. I break for tribbles, and I put that on my bumper sticker that I like tribbles, and I, I, I feed my tribble at home, and I, I hug my tribble, and it hates Klingons, and I tell them, like, it's, it's okay, you know? I, I'm a tribble lover, so I love tribble, yeah. Okay. And I, I feed them sometimes, like, meow mix, because, like, I don't have a cat, like Data does, like Spot, so I have a tribble, which I, you know, call them Q-tribble. Because it's cute to call somebody Q-triple. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. He's here all, f all week, folks. Please try the video. Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> Trek fans keep getting younger and younger every year. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Hi. Wait, let me give you my card. So can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as today? Sure. Hold on. Let me get my husband over here so he can... Sean? <laughs> He'll tell, he can tell you a little bit about it. Okay. <laughs> Since we have a whole family costume. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so if you can let me know who you folks are cosplaying as sure. today. Well, I'm Riker, and this is Troy. Yeah. <laughs> so where'd you get the idea to do the Riker and Troy cosplay? Well, we're married, so... Congratulations. Uh, so we thought that would be the uh, a good uh, couple. Okay. You know, Next Generation, I think it's probably up there, one of my favorite series, so yeah. And the, the two-year-old in the front is Picard, she says. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> says. Picard, yeah. yeah. So Not Janeway. Time, she might say it. No, she's Captain Picard, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, the hole has opened. Hi there. Hello. So if you can introduce yourself, sir. Uh, my name is uh, Greg Kyle, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, and what do you sell in here at your booth today? Uh... I have a combination of items. Uh, there's actually two of us involved with the material. Uh, my friend supplies the uh, books written by many of the um, actors and uh, you know some of the uh, directors and such. And I supply the movie memorabilia since I've been collecting that since about 1974. 
I've been collecting Star Trek all the way back to 66. So, uh, so what was the first item you ever got? Do you remember? The first item I ever got was uh, one of the original AMT uh, USS Enterprise model kits. Okay. And by sending in proofs of purchase and such, I was actually able to get the jacket that I still wear to this day. Oh, wow. Uh, it's you know based on Mr. Spock's uniform, and uh, I get it out for special occasions, and when I'm done, I put it back until the next convention. That's why it's lasted over 50 years. So. Now you have some very interesting items here here at your table. Now, can you tell us about... Now, for some of our younger viewer li listeners, I'm going to have to describe what these are because you, you probably aren't familiar with them. Now, they're cardboard boxes, and inside the cardboard boxes is about is a plastic cassette. That was called a videotape. <laughs> now, and... Let us know about you, the, the videos you're selling. Uh, yeah. Today I have the complete series of the Star Trek. Uh, some people call it the original series, but it's just Star Trek. I'm sorry. Uh, I have all the episodes along with uh, the movies and some of the special editions from the pilot and such. Uh, during when the time when these were re released, my friend and I actually had a video store. We were selling videotapes. So as the tapes came out, not only did we get them for our customers, but I got a set for myself. This is my personal set, along with the display that we had in the store. Oh, I'm so this is an original display. I'm offering the original display and my personal copies of the tapes for sale. And then I also have the uh, collector's editions of the Next Generation uh, videotapes. Also have the entire series all on tape too. And basically, I'm just you know selling them at a very low price in order just to make some other collector happy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a uh, you know most people may not even still have a VHS player, but I have video disc players still. I have I even still have my A tracks. <laughs> so uh, I'm a kind of a media junkie. So nothing ever goes out of uh, style with me. I still have them all. I even have film, 16 wow. and 35 millimeter. Wow. So I even predate video. So <laughs> I have uh, Star Trek episodes on uh, film too. And I have the motion pictures also on film. So kind of a got to have it all kind of collector. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he has all 178 episodes of Next Gen, which back you would subscribe to Columbia House Video, and I think it was what? Fifteen something like that. It was like fifteen dollars plus shipping. Uh, I think oh. you got a couple tapes every month, and uh, over the course of a few years, I got them all. Uh, some of them are still factory sealed. I haven't even oh, bothered wow. to watch them yet. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're uh, they're still here. Uh, you know, lightly used and all. But uh, anybody else wants them, they can have them. So. <laughs> well, I see you have the. The original cast motion pictures and ends with undiscovered country. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, generations, you know, had a little bit of uh, Scotty and Chekhov and, of course, Kirk in there. But eh, it's a next generations movie. <laughs> it doesn't really count in this in this stack. So, so and then uh, actually, w there's more tapes than you see in part of the collection. We actually have another box down below that oh, has wow. the rest of the series in it. But yeah, got them all. So. Uh, 
it's not a perfect collection if something's missing. You know? <laughs> so, so and then we brought a. Oh, movie posters from things other than Star Trek also, mostly uh, science fiction. I'm also an avid James Bond collector, okay. so I do have a collection, uh, a, excuse me, part of my collection of James Bond posters with me too. Okay. So. so have you had to explain to some of the younger folks what these are, or do they know? I actually had a, a, a woman... Uh, come up to me and wanted to know uh, along with the VHS that I have Betamax tapes of the episodes and uh, I had to explain to her that I had at one time I had the Betamax copies of the movies but never the episodes uh, that was just a little too obscure even for me so okay hey thank you very much sir well, thank you All right, so it's about 11.30 right now. We're going to make our way into the hall for the first panels of the day. So we're going to catch you on the other side. We were going to do that. Wait a minute. Can I interview you really quick? Of course. Okay. Oh, let me give you my card for the Promenade Podcast. Making that everybody know who you're cosplaying as today. I'm cosplaying as Commander Data, specifically as he appeared in the episode The Most Toys. Where did you get the idea to do this cosplay? Well, it actually was the first costume I wanted to do seven years ago, simply because I had never seen anyone else do it before. And that episode, in particular, strikes me as one of the most important because in that episode, Data must once again fight for his status as a living, breathing person. And that villain is particularly heinous, even in contrast to Commander Maddox, who, of course, uh, denied that Data was sentient. Uh, Kivas Fajo in The Most Toys, he was particularly heinous because he knew that Data was a person, so to speak, but he did not care. He wanted to reduce him to an object, to an item. And the fact that Data must confront that is, I believe, a very powerful, a very powerful thing. Well, I never thought of Commander Maddox as a villain. I thought he was just, he was a scientist looking at something, and he realized, well, to get from here to here, we need to do this. Exactly, exactly. Commander Maddox, I do not see him as a villain, merely as a scientist with a different viewpoint. He truly and honestly did not believe that Data was alive. And I believe in the end he was convinced otherwise, but I do not believe he was evil, whereas Kivas Fajo was well and truly evil. True. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, now we're going to pause this, and we will catch you on the other side. All right, and we're back, and for me, it's been over two hours, and LAX. So, I'm making my way back to the convention area, and for the first time ever, I'm seeing a cosplay that I have never seen before. This person is doing a salamander 
Tom Paris from the ep Voyager episode Threshold. That's right. Well, I don't know if it's a step up or something. And up, they have right. lizard babies. Well, it was the 90s. Yeah, that's true. But even Voyager had some nice CGI aliens. Eventually, because, well, the first season, that was a real ship. All right, sir, if you can introduce yourself. Sure, my name is uh, Frank Schalm, and this is my daughter, Lisa Schalm. She's cosplaying as uh, Tom Paris from... Uh, the Voyager episode, Threshold. Now, if you can let everyone know, what specifically is she cosplaying as from the episode Threshold? It's Tom Paris after he mutated into a giant salamander. <laughs> it sounded like a good idea at the time, okay? <laughs> you have to enter the costume contest with this. Oh, yeah, she'll be up there with that. Do you, do you want to see her without the head on? Um, well, I, we can do an interview. I don't want to, like, ruin the illusion for other people oh. taking pictures. Just comes right off. Okay. Say hello. Hello, there. hello Lisa. Okay. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was at Vegas last month, and I've never seen anyone do a threshold cosplay before. You're the first ever. Right. Oh my gosh. So you need to bring this to Vegas one year. Oh, I would love to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we probably had a casino once. All right, and. Uh, I don't know. I got lucky. Yeah, that's true. She won on her first time. So you want to go and gamble in Vegas? I'd love to go to Vegas. I'm done well, with school in a year. Nobody goes to Vegas again. Where everyone goes for the convention and the drinking and then getting three hours of sleep and doing it all over again. Okay, that sounds like an average day at uh, Wayne State for you, sweetheart. <laughs> She's studying to be a chemical engineer. This oh. is her senior year. So. so, and your dad said that, that you're going through Star Trek for the first time. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. So what about Threshold did you like? Because that's, that's one of those guilty pleasure episodes for a lot of people. <laughs> well, actually, my brother and I decided to watch it because we were reading up online what is the worst Star Trek episode ever. And we're, we're watching the episode and we're like, you know, this is actually really good. And then we get to the ending and we see the Salamanders and we're like, oh, I guess people didn't really care for that ending. But I don't know, to be honest, I thought the episode was great. The costumes were amazing. I fell in love with it. That's Lisa. Yeah. Well, you have to enter the costume contest and if you don't win, I would make a fuss. Because <laughs> hopefully the judges will know what you're cosplaying as. Unlike people in Vegas last month who were doing Data and Troy from Phantasms, and the lady was, well, she had this table in her head. She was the cake? She was the cake. Oh, oh, she wanted to do the cake next year. Yeah, I'll can't do late. that. Already been done. <laughs> well, the first day she was doing Troy from the Child, so she had a bed, mm -hmm. and she had the glowing light. And then two days later, her friend was still doing Data, and yeah, she was on the table. <laughs> and they go, and Marina's like, I need to take a picture with that right now. <laughs> So, um, is this your first ever convention, or? Uh, this is my first, uh, no, sorry, this is my second Star Trek convention, but I've been to a bunch of anime conventions, including, like, Godzilla conventions. Okay. Made lots of costumes in the past. <laughs> well, I hope you win, win the costume contest. I'm not going to be here tomorrow, so someone's going to have to live-tweet that out. Okay. It was great to meet you folks. Nice well, thank you. you. Have a great thank day. you. 
right now. And John Billingsley has just entered the stage. And Brent's just wandering around going back to his table. Pardon me. So Brent's making his way back to his table. Daniel Davis is still at his table. Do you think they'd be free because they don't have money in the 24th century? No, no, no. no, I don't mean pay for this. You've got to make a living. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, pay, pay CBS all access to uh, Oh, wait, so you're, not a, so you're not a fan of the whole streaming eye concept for vo the next iteration of Star Trek? No, because they tell me all i got to do is buy CBS all access. They said it gives you everything CBS, but I've already got something like that. It's called CBS. Well, in in fairness, they have they also have all of the Paramount TV shows that they got in the Viacom divorce. But you can get that on Netflix right now. Actually, you can't. What can't you get? You can't get the original Hawaii Five O. You can't get Happy Days. You can't get Laverne and Shirley. Um, I think Mork and Mindy. Well, but you know something. My DVR is always so filled up anyway. I usually have about five hours left on it. I don't know if I have a lot of time to go back and watch a lot of old shows. I watch Star Trek, but, you know, how much can I watch? Because there's only two original shows on there. they're going to be like Netflix where they're going to have a bunch of original content. Then it'll make sense. Because this is the next thing. Because with 5G coming out within the next five years, by the end of the next decade, all the major cities in America, there won't be any over-the-air stuff. Everything will be streaming. Well, that's what they're saying. I, I think I'm going to have to see first. At that point, I guess we had no choice. But TV broadcast style has worked out pretty well the last, I don't know, 60, 70 years now. So um, I'm really torn about whether I'm going to buy it or not. I still haven't signed up for it. And it's where the new show airs in, what, a couple, two, two, two three weeks? Yeah, this is the last convention ever before Discovery dropped. So, yeah, I'm really torn. I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. I haven't decided. <coughs> That's right. If the they do set. a box set. Oh, please. Oh, we'll do it. <laughs> How many versions of the box set do you think there's going to be? Yeah. Well, we're still waiting for DS9 and HD. Well, I don't know if they're going to go back and redo because it's too much work. But oh, no, they, they have to do that because they did Shades of Grey in HD. We all had to pay for that. Well, Enterprise, starting with Enterprise. Right, that's what I'm saying. So Discovery's going to have a box set. You know it. Yeah, well, going to. I guess you can always wait a year or two. Well, I'm definitely not in California. People are talking about state politics. People in California don't even know who their representative is. Hey, it's this guy. I'm going in there for Billingsley's panel. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I'm, I'm here covering the convention for a podcast. Are you allowed to answer questions or not? Yes. Well, like basic questions. Um, what it, what what the programming will be? How much it'll cost? When is it? Stuff like that. 
So um, Star Trek The Cruise 2 sails in 2018. We've got two voyages. The first is January 5th through January 11th, and then the 11th through the 18th, they sail back to back. Uh, we sail out of Miami, and we are going to stop at Roatan, Harvest K, Costa Maya, um, and it's fully Star Trek. Everybody on the ship is there for the Star Trek cruise. It's going to be day to night Star Trek programming. Um, you'll have all kinds of opportunities to interact with the actors. We've got George Takei, Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton, Gates, Gates McFadden, and so much more. Um, so you definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, it's like a big convention at sea. Okay. And then just to clarify, the convention is not recommended for children. Is that correct? Or not um, the cruise, excuse me. <clears throat> So we don't have any special programming for children on the cruise. Uh, this time it's for kids 13 and up. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. All right, John Billingsley is still on stage, and we're back in the lobby. All right, and let me recap everyone on what's happened so far. Daniel Davis had his panel, who's the first panel that opened the convention, and he talked about how he didn't know Moriarty had become such an iconic character. He wasn't aware of that. He just did the two episodes and he continued with his career, which included playing the butler on The Nanny. So he tells the story how he's at an event and Kate Mulgrew and Robert Picardo, whom he is friends with, were saying that, hey, our agent's been trying to get a hold of you. How come you don't do conventions? The fans all ask, why don't you do conventions? This was his third convention. So I guess to peel back the curtain, Daniel Davis is not British. He's an American, and he was born in Arkansas. So he does a, theat a theatrical British accent think is the correct term on the nanny and when he did Moriarty so he was telling the story how he auditioned was auditioning for the role as the butler on the nanny and there were two other people there one of them being a West Asian and for those of you listening West Asian I mean Indian from India with a British accent that was one actor and the other actor who is going against was Roddy McDowell you might have heard of him He's been in some stuff like, I don't know, Planet of the Apes, um, Return to the Planet of the Apes, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, the Planet of the Apes TV series. He played the psychologist in the 70s made-for-TV movie remake of Miracle on 34th Street with Jim Backus. He's been in some stuff. You might have heard of him. So he was afraid he wasn't going to get it because you have Roddy McDowell, who is actually British and can do an actual accent now um, to finish the story. So he thought he wasn't going to get the role. And then a day or two goes by and he gets the call saying he got the job from his agent. And an hour after that, gets a phone call from Fran Drescher. And Fran Drescher said that, oh, you probably worry because you saw Roddy McDowell auditioning. But if we had cast him, it would have been the Roddy McDowell show. But this is the Fran Drescher show. And that's how he got the job as the butler on The Nanny. So after that, he talked about his love of Shakespeare, how people in acting schools today aren't learning and spending time learning Shakespeare. They're spending time 
learning how to act natural in front of a camera and they aren't learning the fundamentals, I guess, to paraphrase him. So I'm here at one of the booths and this gentleman is selling a vintage TV guide from the week of September 10th through the 16th, 1966. And it's important because it's the fall preview edition and it's the first ever mention of Star Trek in print, correct? So I'm guessing the review, they did they pan it or? Okay. Voyage Under the Sea. And for those of you wondering, it's currently $75. That's a bargain for a TV guide from 50 years ago. Well, yeah, I was in Vegas last month and I didn't see anybody have one of these. I saw several of these. Well, not autographed, but. Now for our younger viewers are probably wondering why we're making a big deal about TV Guide. Once upon a time, TV Guide was a big deal. Oh, wow, okay. So for those of you who are a fan of the Juan Ortiz art, um, to update you, I did talk about this in episode one, opening the space disco. They've issued trading cards based on his art. Are these brand new or the Juan Ortiz art? No, uh, they came out in 2015 and 2016, part one, part two. Okay. And the first part was all the odd numbered episodes, which was so unfair. And the second part was all the even numbered episodes. Looks like Gregory Itson. Yeah, look at the signature. It's Gregory right. Itson. It should say GI. It does, but I, I, that's not going to help. Gregory Itzin. Yeah, because I was in Vegas and they they were selling the the coffee table book of oh, yeah, all of no, the print. Poster versions of all of them in the hallway. Yeah. And then they had the book, but it doesn't contain all of them. Oh. I think it's I think it's the more popular episodes. And then because it's 177, and then they had some singles, but only like a dozen. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't aware they did them as trading cards first. Uh, they did them as trading cards second. Oh, second. Yeah. Uh, he, he did them all for Steve Cherendoff, who does Rittenhouse Archives, the cards. And CBS had to license them, obviously. And they got the uh, portfolio size. Um, I don't know, maybe the book did contain all 177. I just, I've never looked at the book. Okay. What's but that would be a pretty book? thick yeah. book. Yeah. yeah. And I see they also have a trading cards based on... The, it's, uh, the the fiftieth. Fifty different artists, fifty years. It's a hundred card set. Oh wow. That was more than forty bucks. Oh John, he's a crazy guy. That, that was, he's I, was a, I was wondering whether I was going to waste my forty dollars just to come here, and I thought. Is this the only crazy. day you're you're coming? Yeah, it's the only day I'm coming because I can't afford all weekend. I, I got lots of stuff to do too. Is this your first convention? Oh, no. I used to sell uh, in a dealer's room um, back in the 80s, 90s. And uh, I left California, came here, Didn't haven't you been bring here. Tony with you? 
and, yeah, I brought Tony. Yeah, my my son started I into the him as a kid. Yeah. And then I kept seeing him at more and more shows. I think Pasadena. They started going in in Los Angeles, Los Angeles Airport, uh, uh, Hilton, I think yeah. it was, and. They saw Shatner when Shatner told everybody to get a life. They came home. They came home and they told me, "Mom, do you know what happened?" They weren't Star Trek fans. I was, but they liked to go to conventions. And so yeah, they started, and then I started selling a little bit just to get into the convention. What did you sell? Oh, just you know, um, figures. Um, whatever I could pick up that wasn't easily to, easy to get. There's a lot of stores around that had figures that everybody wanted, but you couldn't buy them. So I used to just mark them up a little bit, and I'd pay for the table, and I'd have a wonderful time for the weekend. So yeah, I've been a Star Trek fan since uh, William Shatner was in. He was uh, interviewed by um, Douglas, um, Mike Douglas show on Mike Douglas show daytime talk show. Was this before his national show? Was this Philadelphia that, that was, show? That was introducing the original well, I, series. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I saw that. I got hooked on Trek, and I've been, and I'm an engineer. I worked in aerospace for 30 years. Oh, did you work on any NASA projects? I worked on airplanes. Oh, okay. On uh, Air Force. Oh, okay. So I, did, I worked on airplanes, and uh, had a great time in California, and I came back to Illinois. And I, this is the first convention I've been to since the 25th anniversary, so it's 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, since you're a fan who's been there from the beginning, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about Discovery being on a streaming service as opposed to just over-the-air broadcaster? For me, I'm old, okay? Okay. I have a limited income, and that's going to be difficult for me. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be interested in that because of that reason. And um, I was, you know, I heard, I heard how good it's supposed to be, but mm, paying for it like that, I, I don't know. I, you know, the movies I love, and um, I even watched Enterprise. I like everything Trek, and um, no, no, that that's going to be kind of hard for me. And that that. That knockoff that they're doing, Orville. The Orville? Oh, stinks to high heaven. Just stinks to high heaven. I didn't like it at all. Why? What specifically didn't you like about the, the pilot? It's just low class. Just totally low class. Uh, the Discovery. I mean, not the Discovery, the Orville. But I haven't seen anything from Discovery. You know, I don't, I haven't seen any... Um, you know, like trailers or anything like well, that. Well, they, they, they've had trailers. They, they've, they're on YouTube. Uh, okay, so well, I'll have to go look it up. So, I, But I have a busy life. Even though I'm retired, yes. I have a very busy okay. life. So this is, this is my birthday present to myself. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. So, uh, anything, yes, that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> See, I got the captain's shirt. Yes. I've always wanted. Oh, and I, my best buddy, we're, uh, he's, he's a ge- this guy's a genius. He's just a genius. And we just talk online to you know, one another, and we have Vulcan names. Uh, that was, I didn't wear my Vulcan ears, but my, Vulcans are my favorite characters. So and, and so when we go online and talk to one another, it's always, he's got his Vulcan name, I have my Vulcan name. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, love truck. That's great. Well, it was nice speaking with you. Nice speaking with I gotta you. i got to hit the road because it's a long trip home. Where are you heading <laughs> oh, back to? The, the Joliet. Oh, okay. That's not that far. With the traffic it is. I'm from L.A. Don't talk to me about traffic. I lived in L.A. 30 years. 
<laughs> the traffic was a lot better then. No. You know, I go back to visit my, my friends, and there's like six lanes across, and it's still bumper to bumper. <laughs> well, someday they're going to finish building the 405, because L.A. got the 2028 Olympics, so the mayor's got 11 years to finish LAX and the 405. <laughs> Well, or can, money back. I, I go in, into the city from Santa Clarita, and, you know, that's a, oh, yeah, I know, it's yeah. a really bad, bad spot, yeah. You're right. It is worse, but this is, this is trucks. Can't, you can't have believe the trucks. I lived along the 405 most of the time I was in California. Yeah. And there were trucks, and there were, you know, but there was always a, a sideway you could go. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> Not here. Okay. No way. Good okay. talking to you. Have a safe trip home. Have a good Thank you. So you guys changed again, I heard. Yes. Okay. So if you can introduce yourselves. I'm Lori Newcomb. Brent Newcomb. Okay, so this morning when I saw you, you who were you cosplaying as? So originally, uh, one of our costumes was Kirk and Edith Keeler. And then now we're just motion picture backdrop. And then the first costume we had uh, the Generations version of uh, Dr. Crusher and... Uh, data basically but without the makeup okay are you sure you're not doing a cage cosplay so right now i'm doing the motion picture it's at the end when they meet feature oh okay <laughs> now because walking up it looks like something from the cage it's, it's similar that's true uh but it's as screen accurate as i could get and these are actually screen worn costumes okay. but yeah from the motion picture end yeah you don't see a lot of people doing stuff from the motion picture it's one of my favorite of the movies so yeah, so we end up doing three uh, uh, changes a day, so just to kind of have fun. <laughs> so the next uh, Saturday and Sunday, we'll have six more costumes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be here this week, and this is the only day I can come. So what are the other six costumes? We're doing uh, Wrath of Khan Hinchman. Okay. Um, Those are screen Right. We're doing a piece of the action, Kirk, and one of the flapper girls in the okay. backdrop. Um I'm doing a Cloudminder uh, guard from the original series, and uh, she's got just another costume with it. We've got uh, two screen-worn Klingon, uh, Balana Torres's Klingon outfit she'll have, okay. and a couple others. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just have fun each time. Okay. <laughs> now, is it, do you usually come to this convention a lot? Yeah, yeah we live really close. Okay, have you been to Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we love Vegas. That's our favorite one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But this one is great, too, because here we do the VIP experience, and it, it really is just makes it so much more intimate and just really interesting to actually meet with the celebrities and talk with them for a little bit outside of, you know, the, the convention. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. Okay. And Alice Crage, who played the Borg Queen in First Contact and in the final episode of Voyager Endgame, is currently on the stage right now. So going through these booths, they have a lot of action figures. And you heard me say earlier... There was an entire line of Generations action figures where um, 
Data, Picard, Kirk, Troy, the uniforms they have look different from what was on screen. Because they had originally planned to change the uniforms to be a hybrid between TOS with the stuff on the sleeves and TNG with the pips. And I guess that didn't work out. But they had produced the action figures ahead of that so they couldn't change them. So if you have any of the Generations action figures, that's why they look like that. Now, it's interesting to see who they did make action figures for. There's a Dr. Crusher here. There's a Col Ambassador Killar. There's a Dr. Crusher from dressed from The Big Goodbye. Oh, wow, there's Sulu from Where No Man Has Gone Before wearing the blue sweater. Um, there's a Tosk action figure. A Vedic Burial, O'Brien, who looks angry. <laughs> a DS9 Thomas Riker. A DS9 Thomas Riker. An Odo, a Dr. Bashir. Wait a minute. Dr. Bashir wearing. That was a gravity check. Dr. Bashir wearing a TNG uniform? Q. There's a Locutus Aborg. There is Data as a Romulan. Klingon Warrior Wharf. Lore. Season 1 Picard. Cadet Crusher from the First Duty. Just a Borg. Um, oh, wow. Well, I was just looking because a lot of these I didn't know they actually had action figures for. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. No, I did that. Oh. Take your time. Okay. So, Kalar, um, Jordi, of course. Um, a Romulan. Dathan, um, the Temerian captain. You know him from Darmok. Another Borg. Data in the regular uniform. Another Dr. Crusher. Picard dressed as Dixon Hill. Season... Three Riker. I know it's season three Riker because he has the beard, but he's not wearing the spandex uniform. And you're probably going to ask, but Robert, how do you know it's the spandex uniform action figure? Because the spandex uniforms had these red things, these red lines on the shoulders, if you remember. And then once they went to season three, they got rid of that, and the uniform had the black on the shoulders. So another Crusher, Troy in the purple catsuit, Worf from Birthright 1 and 2, a Lieutenant Barkley, a Season 1 Geordie, a Mordok the Benzite, Picard is a Romulan, Troy wearing the gray outfit, so this was back when Playmates had the rights and did the action figures. All right, and we are back. And the convention has come to a close today. Right now they're just doing the gold and silver premium autographs right now. Currently, it's John Billingsley, Susie Paxlin, and Alice Kriege. 
and now it's taken over a year to get this interview, but my God, we're finally getting it. Or their money back and their pizza is free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, and I'm here with one-fifth of the greatest Star Trek band in the land, Five Year Mission. Sir, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Andy Fark, drummer extraordinaire. The greatest drummer ever. I wouldn't say that much at all. Not even close. Best drummer in a Star Trek band that is writing a song based on every episode of the original Star Trek, the original series. How about that? Survey says, number two answer on the board. Two? Is that a poop joke? This is. This is. Did I walk into this? Am I being punked? I don't get this at all. No, no, you are not being punked. Okay, good. But unlike last time you interviewed me and I got punked, and the entire interview was lost. Hour and a half of pure gold with guest stars and everything. <laughs> a lot of interviews got lost, not just yours. Mainly mine, though. I'm still pissed off about that. <laughs> you had Vic Magnana impersonating me. How great was that? I did see Vic and Michelle this year yeah. at the Village Bar, because you probably heard everybody freaked out. They closed the masquerade. I did hear about that. Well, didn't they reopen, though, after a couple days or something? Allegedly. Oh, allegedly? <laughs> you were there. How do you mean allegedly? Okay, here's what happened. They reopen it Tuesday, no, Wednesday, and it's fine, but I guess they were having, like, supervisors watch it in case a pipe burst or something. Ah. So Sunday night slash Monday morning, the un impossible happens in Vegas, 4 a.m. rolls around, they close the masquerade bar. Jeez. So we all go to Sutter's, Shutters. Jeez. You know, it's like that, that basically, that bar that's building next to the... Oh, over by the mini-golf. No, the, oh, that's, no, that's the village bar. That's the village bar, okay. No, Shutters is this bar that's next to the um, high-end high, the, the high poker room. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. I never, I never ventured over that way very much. <laughs> that I remember, at least. <laughs> that, that, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Wait, before I forget... LAX. I just, I just <laughs> drank. You're not making me drink again. It's, it's too early yet. What do you mean it's too early? It's time. I haven't eaten dinner yet. It's 5.19. I haven't eaten dinner yet. You didn't eat lunch during that two-hour break? I did. But that's not enough. <laughs> not enough yet. I'm going to wait until I get to gaze in space after party. You said it wrong. It's gaze in space. But there's only one I in in, so you can't hold out the in part. Well, it, you're basically doing it how they did pigs in space. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying they're wrong. <laughs> Who's wrong? Dan Deavy's wrong. Ooh. <laughs> If, that's, if that is indeed what they're going for. Yeah. With the whole pigs in space thing. Yeah. Then he needs about four ins and <laughs> in then. In. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Oh, I was going to tell you. That video you guys posted. Okay, tell us about the convent, your last convention. And the special guest star. 
Wizard World Nashville. Yeah, that was that was an odd one. Uh, Wizard World contacted us probably like three weeks before the show, and they were like, "Hey, we want to want to get you guys on our entertainment stage in Chicago." It's like, well, Chicago's next week. Do you have anything past that? That's kind of close to us, so we chose Nashville. And uh, so I looked up, see who all the guests are, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And Michelle Nichols is there, and you know Brian O'Halloran and Jason Mewes from like Clerks and Mallrats and stuff. And then it turns out who's hosting the entertainment stage is Cato Kalen. And it's funny, the two women he's with in that video, I interviewed them at STLV. Really? Wearing the Discovery uniforms, yeah. I saw I saw those women hop like pop in and I was like I was like, oh my god, there's Discovery cosplay and pointed them out to like to like the crowd and I was like, that is awesome! You're probably the first. <laughs> yeah, they were super duper nice too. Uh, they were great. They stuck around for our entire set, which is odd for a convention like that, considering there's an entertainment stage, which is basically just out in the middle of a big giant concrete room, basically. And so it sounds amazing. And they tell you to play super duper quiet, but that's not a thing that we can really do. So we're just waiting for um, the rest of the band to come down. No response to my text yet either. You tell them, I flew out of LAX just for them. <laughs> now I'm just texting them, hey, see how many, oh, I changed it to G's by accident. Hey, hey jerks. Not, hey, you guys. Where you at? There you go. Scent. Super scent. Because it's three of them and not just one. That's right, because for those of you listening who might not have heard, I had to fly out of LAX just for this convention. And if you live in the LA area, you never fly out of LAX. I wouldn't know anything about this. I've never been to LA, so I don't know. I'm completely unfamiliar with the area, but I'm sure I would hate it. Imagine just a really bad, poorly designed airport. Imagined. Okay, got it. Where, and then, and then. where there's only one way in and one way out. So it's one giant fire hazard with airplanes. Yeah, it's basically a big horseshoe. Yeah. I like it. It poses, it poses a nice little challenge for getting to your final destination. Which is probably not the best phrase to use when... <laughs> Using flight. <laughs> but you never know. Uh-oh. See if, see if I can give people the hairy eyeball. I was giving you the hairy eyeball. I don't know why. Just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Chris Virgin. Talking to the kids. Be down shortly. Allegedly. Chris is Skyping with his children. Uh, Only one of them talks, though. The other one constantly gives him the silent treatment because she's barely a year old. Yeah, the thing I'm noticing, this Chicago stop at this convention is much more intimate. Yeah, I noticed that. But there's never, there's not a really good meeting place. Like, you know, Vegas has the Masquerade and the I-Bar, Shutters, Village Bar, uh... Smashburger. Smashburger. 
CBS Discovery stage, secondary stage, the gigantic hallways, the gigantic vendor room. This is basically like, once a panel starts, everybody in attendance is in the panel. So it's very, very strange in that sense, but also kind of neat that you have, a, you have kind of a captive audience. Yeah. So tomorrow should be way more crowded than this since it's TNG day. So. Ooh. Well, hopefully the panel, the panel won't be a huge CF like it was in Vegas. Oh, the 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 30th anniversary one. I I, I heard things about that. Let me, let, let me let me give you the 411 about the things. Here's what they could have done to make things so much easier is that whole day they could have had told people go to reg this registration desk if you bought a ticket we'll give you the yellow wristband for entrance to that panel. Yeah. They didn't do that. Oh so everybody that was gold go captain gold Command, no, not commander. Copper? Copper. They were in one line from the entrance of, of the Leonard Nimoy Theater going down that hallway back towards the vendor's room. Oh, God. That was their line. All the GA people, that was a second line, uh, which uh, went from the Nimoy Theater uh -huh. to all the way to the elevators to the Masquerade Tower. Oh, my God. Wow. And it gets better because apparently, allegedly, they told somebody, oh, no, we can't have the line go into the casino. It's got to curve back into the convention hall. But you still had a line. Wow. All for a yellow wristband. Yeah, that could have been taken care of during the day. You know, at your convenience, stop by. We'll get you your wristband. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's bordering on ridiculous. Yeah, it was so bad I had to violate the 18th Amendment at the Fansets party. What was the 18th Amendment? What's the 18th Amendment? Prohibition. Oh. Oh, you actually drank at the at the Fansets party? Yeah. That's right. I don't think I have ever seen you drink. I drank three times in Vegas. I guess I didn't see any of them. Well, that was this year. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it's because we weren't there, right? Yeah, what, because it didn't happen, because... You guys weren't there. It's your fault, five-year mission. No, it's not our fault. Trust me. We're 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 already planting the seeds with creation right now. <laughs> they, you know, hey, get us back to Vegas. So, where's the, the seed has been planted? It's been hinted at quite a few times. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, what with my luck, you'll be there next year, and I can't go next year. Well, at least you can just fly out of LAX. I just took a drink. I made sure to drink before, right before I said it. You got to drink after you say it. Son of a... <laughs> I'm not the one who made up these drinking game rules. You did. It's your fault for keep perpetuating it, though. Stop pointing it out and I'll stop doing it. Well, that's how much of a pain flying out of LAX is. <laughs> so your pain is now my pain? Yes. <laughs> That didn't count, though, because we were discussing it. I don't know. We'll have to go to the judges. It's purposeful. There's no judges around, Reyes. <laughs> Not how this game works. Well, then, hold it. Then I challenge that ruling. That's not yellow flag. 
your captain get up and get it now. You really committed to that bit, didn't you? Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. That's good. But yeah, I got pictures from Vegas. I don't know if you saw all the ones I posted on Facebook. I don't think so. Wait, and this is for Daryl Golden. Okay. There's a Chris. There is a Chris. Don't know where a Mike and a Noah or a Patrick would be, but... Hi! Oh, God! I made it. You're heavier than I thought you were. What are you getting all dressed up for? Dressed up? Yeah. You and your little button down. <laughs> ah, and you smell good, too. Get off me. Well, pull up a chair. What am I, some kind of cheese here? They scooch. <laughs> it's a scooching situation. Oh, what, what, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Oh, no, we're good, we're good. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> another member of Five Year Missing has joined us, sir. Can you introduce yourself and what you play? Sure. My name is Chris Spurgeon. I play several instruments. Uh, among them guitar, bass, and keyboard. Uh, drums is pretty much the only thing I don't play. However, I am our go-to tambourine-ist. Well, well, then who's your cowbellist? That's, that's Fark, yeah. Still me. Yeah. Still me. Yeah. Cowbellist. Tambourine-ist. Like well, yeah, because you got to so hit that bell at the, that right point. That's right. It takes talent. It's called the beat. <laughs> <laughs> so I find it now and then, you know. So have there ever been a session when you're doing the cowboy bell and the, the guy in the booth is going, <laughs> is going, I got a fever. I got a fever for more cowbell. I often, I often find that I can avoid a fever. We only have one song that requires me getting a fever. So. And, we, and we only do it at 21 and over shows. Arena. Oh, arena. Yeah. Other than that, we don't do very much cowbell. There's not much call for it in our songs. There's always room for cowbell, but not necessarily call like, for like cowbell. Jello. There's always room for jello. I'm not really sure where to go with this. <laughs> so did you, did you talk about uh, the John Billingsley panel? Did we? That's, that's story <laughs> Have we talked about that? No, no I don't think not. so. Okay, so the John Billingsley panel. He was, originally, his, his scheduled time was 3.15, right? Uh-huh. It changed, and we didn't we didn't realize that it changed. But we usually get get there where you know we're supposed to play right before he goes on. So we usually get there about 15 minutes early. Well, I, I got there about 20 minutes early, and I find out well 25, and I find out that he's actually going on at three. So, so we're you were, you were, I'm still you were still, five, minutes early. You're still like five ten minutes early. Yeah, ten minutes early. So he he arrives about six minutes before he's supposed to be on there. He starts. He gets on stage. He's just talking and. And, you know, the backstage are like, come back, come, you know. And so, and so he's, he's like, okay, well, I got to go backstage because they're getting mad at me. They weren't getting mad at him. But, <laughs> um, so he comes backstage, and they say, the band has to play you on. And he's, he says, well, where's the band? And I say, I'm the only one here. <laughs> so he goes back on stage, and he says, the band's late, <laughs> which we weren't. Which but we he tells not. everyone we are. We are. So he comes back, and he's like, you're in the band. Come with, come with me. So I go on stage with him. And he, he gives me the microphone, he, he says, where's the band? And I say, I don't know, I think they're at our table. 
And I, I look out of the audience, I say, hey, does anybody know where our table is? Can someone go get the van? <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 we're gonna go get the van. So he's like, come on, come with me. And so we walk up the stage and we're going up the center aisle. And he, the whole time he's like, band, you know, calling the band <laughs> in the microphone. And I'm going, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, but I'm playing along because it's, I'm enjoying it. It's comedy gold. Um, it's very entertaining for me. So then I see Fark come in, the, 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 the door closest to the stage. And I say, hey, there's one. And so Billingsley turns, turns on a dime. He's like, hey, you know, there's, there's one. Okay, we have two. And, you know, he starts two walking bits. back. And then another one, you know, Mike comes in. And, and it of course, Noah's continues. right behind him. And Noah's right behind him. So Patrick's still missing. But we all get up there and we get ready. And so we're just standing there waiting for Patrick, and he's like, "There's one more minute." And I say, and you know, we tell him it's Patrick, and so he's going, "Patrick!" You know, he's like somebody get Patrick. So Patrick walks in the back door. Oh no, this is before he's going around trying to find somebody else that knows how to play guitar. Oh, since yeah, Patrick right. wasn't there. So a Klingon stands up in front, and, you know, is holding up the bat left, and he's like, "Can you play guitar?" And she's like, "No." Like, Why'd you stand yeah, up? Yeah. Why'd you? So didn't find another guitar player. But we're ready to go without Patrick because he's not there yet. So then we see Patrick come in, and we're like, there's Patrick. So Billingsley's like, Patrick, get your ass up here. <laughs> so Patrick, Patrick, you know, he's, he's pretty shy. And, and so yes. for him, you know, you can just imagine his, his body going red from toe to, toe to forehead. And he's running up, and, and he, he gets up there. And it, it was, I mean, it all played out really funny for the crowd, I think. Um, and we enjoyed it. I think Patrick was a little embarrassed. Yes. But it was fun. And then later on, when we got on stage to, to uh, you know, play him off, he was like, oh, now the band's on time. <laughs> so he had fun with it. We had fun with it. It was a good time. So uh, that's, that's my story. Yeah, that's definitely the, probably the, the story of the day. I would say yeah. Well, that tops me being John Bielini's personal photographer in Vegas last year. <laughs> what is it with this Billingsley guy? He's really, I mean, wherever chaos seems to surround him. I don't know. At Jay Billingsley 60 on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag what's with this guy. Surely we're going to hear about this. No, and don't call me Shirley. Oh, I can't help it. Airplane <laughs> references. You know, you, know, you know where airplanes can fly out of sometimes? <laughs> LAX. That's right. You drink that. Every single time he mentions where he flew out of. What I are you drinking? Just an energy drink for now. No, but what is it? It's a monster sugar-free. It is a zero-calorie, zero-sugar no, monster no, no, no. energy sunrise. It's monster energy ultra sunrise. Come on, man. Am I, la am I slacking on my podcast voice? You supposed to do that. That's your thing. I'm slacking. I had to fill in for you. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> now with zero sugar. Where's it say now? It doesn't say sugar. now, but it says <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing ad libbing? There's no ad libbing in advertising. You read the clearly, print. Clearly. Well, Don Draper would disagree with you. Yeah. See, you're no Don Draper. Even though How you are, you even know? though you're handsome as hell, <laughs> you're no Don Draper. Okay. Can you hold your liquor? No. In my mouth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes to my belly, and then I put more in there. So yes, yes. I think that makes it warm and dizzy. Yeah, I, I had um, conventions like you know, like this, it, the especially in, in Vegas, the, the alcohol is always really expensive. Yes. So we, especially knowing myself, we bring our own. So I have a flask with bourbon in it, and last night before a sound check, I decided <laughs> it would be a good idea to have 
several little nips. <laughs> and we get on, we're doing sound check, and we do one of the themes. I think it was the TOS theme. Yeah, we were going in order. And I'm playing it, and I just keep messing up, and you know, all these guys are looking back at me like, what's going on? So we get done, and Patrick's like, you might need to, you have some homework. And the other, and Andy's like, he's fine, because Andy's staying in the same room as, as I am, and so he knows that I'd been drinking. And uh, you know, later on, I, you know, full disclosure, told him what was going on. I'm like, it'll be fine. I just had a few drinks and. Because you have spring fever in, in, in late summer. Yeah, right. I, it was sound check. I mean, you know, yeah, you basically there, check, check there, one, Sisyphus, Sisyphus, check, check two, Sisyphus, Sisyphus. He's going somewhere though. We, we were talking about you. We were telling the story about Billingsley. And, oh, what about him? And, well, we, mainly the part where how embarrassed you were. Oh no, I wasn't embarrassed. Ah. He went on early. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing shade with five-year mission. <laughs> Rumors of my embarrassment are greatly exaggerated. Okay, well. There's there's an addendum to the story. Well, Appendix A. <laughs> Appendix A. <laughs> nice. This is a Tolkien work now. Stories are always better with appendices. That's the plural of appendix, just it in is. case you didn't know. Look at the big brain on Spurgeon. If you'd read Lord of the Rings, you would know. Hey. <laughs> no, see, I went to, I'm, I'm highly educated. That's how I know that. Where did you go to college? I went to Indiana University. Graduated from the business school. Who, who, Hoosiers? 20 years ago. Yeah, they're not really a, a football age. school, so. They're terrible at football <laughs> and not so good at basketball right now. We used, to, you know, now. back when I was there, it was our heyday. Back so in my it. day. Back in my day. Well, you know, in my day, it was all about <laughs> UCLA and John Wooden. <laughs> Wooden. <laughs> so how about them Colts? Shut up. Well, you know, now that I'm a Rams fan again, yes, that was a great game. Shut yeah, up, brother. the Colts are terrible, and we were just talking about this. Here's a little sports interjection. We were just talking about this. Okay, so Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a team. Oh, He's a free agent, and Colts don't have a backup quarterback. I have a question. A, a question. Would the folks of Indianapolis be okay with Kaepernick taking a knee during the national anthem? No. No, because they it's would not. Red State, Indiana, but still, I'd be happy with it. I'm we might win okay with we it. We might win a game. I mean, Pagano's already on his way out. He may as well, you know, throw a Hail Mary, yeah, pull in Kaepernick. Literally. And I'm not a sports guy. <laughs> I am. But, you know, I see it's, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take a sports guy to look at this and say, oh, this is a no-brainer. Something's wrong. Somebody could fix this. <laughs> a quarterback with experience, hey, maybe. maybe. I mean, luck's going to be out for a while, so let's. People complain about him taking a knee on the sideline to silently protest, but then they're like, oh, there's rioting in the streets. It's like, would you rather them be breaking things in the streets, or would you rather them See, silently taking Indiana, a knee on the side? In Indianapolis is generally pretty progressive, or <laughs> tries to be, um, but Indiana as a whole is not. So, no. you know, we live in, in, in uh, Indianapolis. And so, you know, we're kind of in that, we're, we're part of that progressiveness. You know, we try to push that. We try to push, you know, uh, that, that um, you know, independent arts and, and all that. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the city's really good about that. But it's that, you know, the outlying areas, um, not as much. Right. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard to push that, that progressiveness on a state that's generally. Now, Indiana did, did vote Democrat for Obama the first time. Surprisingly, yes. So that was, so it, there, there is hope. There's ah, hope, there's see hope what in you Indy. did there. Yeah, I see, what, you did see there. what I did there? So, yeah. And then there was change in 2012. 
There was. Yes. Yep. And then there was a whole lot of crap in 2016. <laughs> See, it went from sports to politics. Well, let's do religion next, shall we? Jumps! <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the taboo subject. Oh, wait, sports is okay. Sports what is, is it, totally religion? Okay. Uh, what are you not supposed to talk about? Religion, politics, politics. Religion. Is that just the, the No, two? in a bar, it's religion, Actually. sports, and politics. I think sports is okay. Sports, sports is, is okay. pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, I mean, germane. unless you're unless you're in Indiana and you, there's a Patriots fan in your office, and then you just tell them to shut up. We do have a Patriot. Actually, we have a Patriots fan in our company. He's remote, though. He lives in New England. Oh, we'll see. So it's it's forgivable. Yeah. My uncle lives in New England. so well, it's, not, it's not like we know two podcasters from New England who are Patriots fans. That's... I, Those I two can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Colts are sucking right now, so we, we are the ones that are sucking. Well, so are the Pats. Well, temporarily at least. But they always figure out a way to not suck. It's true. Considering Bill Belichick is still still at the helm, so. I think this is hilarious how sideways this has all gone. <laughs> I know it really has. <laughs> this is taking a drastic turn. Where's Noah and Mike? I don't know. I texted them. To bring it back. What is Pete? Is PJ not doing the interview? No, he heard he heard things about football and his eyes glazed over. <laughs> we started talking. Yeah, no, we got we got into politics politics and that's where he took a knee well i can you know i can edit stuff out i, know that's, I think that's he fine. should <laughs> nah. like i had the, the edit story done I had, I had to edit stuff out of episode one that was funny af but i didn't want to get an explicit label which is why he's saying af now yeah well we haven't cursed have we no we're pretty good about not cursing because we have many shows where it's not a good thing to all say, ages and whatnot like, you know, bad words. Well, I mean, unless you're John, John Billingsley, and then he's talking was, about molesting Well, he can do whatever he wants. Children. That was... I, 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 we were backstage, and I said that, that panel got pretty blue. Yes. <laughs> pretty blue. Yeah, not, that's not surprising. I think he was trying to say all the stuff he couldn't say in Vegas, because there were a lot of families at Vegas this year. Well, that's what I heard. I, I think someone might have complained. <laughs> I heard oh, really? Some, I heard some, some buzz. Oh, no, no, no. no. The complaining yeah. was because the cruise is, is not for children. And then okay. somebody went on the stage and saying, "Hey, we're doing a deal right now for the cruise. Kids, uh, f- kids, kids are free." Okay. And then a bunch of people went to complain, and then they go, "Children are not allowed on the cruise." <laughs> Why would you take your children on a cruise anyway? Exactly. That's mommy and daddy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you drink and swim. And that's about it. And do that bad word that we're not supposed to say. Drugs. No. <laughs> you mean when you put on the Barry White? Rhymes with cluck. You do trucks on a cruise? That's right! <laughs> yes! I'm finally getting a hang of this. <laughs> I know. I can rhyme. <laughs> We're in a Star Trek band. Boom! The Boom. greatest Star Trek band in the land. And I say that because they would never irate me at STLV like Sons of Kirk did. Yeah, I went there. I went there. You're raped, as he put it. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, we can't speak to that because we weren't there. That's true. Because you guys would never butcher Journey. We would never do Journey. Precisely. Well, I would Unless totally, we were asked. I would totally karaoke the S out of Journey. But yes. I don't think I'd want to play it. No, 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 no. See, there's like I, I played 
I spent years in bands where we played covers, and I kind of I'm kind of over it. I like to do an occasional cover, mm-hmm. but I'm like cover band stuff. I'm pretty much over it. But I'll karaoke the I will karaoke the S the out S out of it. Yeah. Well, that's how they they ended the inner light panel. Oh, yeah, with, with Journey. With uh, Don't stop believing. It have to be Don't stop believing. I yeah. knew it was. And then I tweeted what I tweeted. But yes. be- before I tweeted that, I looked at Jeff, who was sitting right next to me, and I'm like, hey, Jeff, r- read this. Yes. Okay. And I'm like, here, here. What hey, was your tweet? Was that the... That, okay. Yeah. I, I remember that tweet. And I said, hey, before I sent it out, I'm like, hey, read this. Make sure this is good. I, I need a second opinion on this. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're good to go. Very objective. Very, yes. Not, not, not subtle in the least. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, so um, I feel like we should talk about our upcoming album. At least once. Yeah, at least once. Well, I was—I thought we'd have some other guys from the band here. Oh, I thought that. we would too, honestly. But there's important people from the band, and there's important people from the band, and that's what you got right here. Yeah, you got the, you got the two most you important basically have entertaining the core ones. of the band right here. Well, wait a minute. I'm interrupting this for station identification. Station identification, and it looks like Dan Davidson has tweeted something. Uh oh. Oh, okay, so I know I'm a bad person. I finally now, just now, got around to buying all five five-year mission albums. Oh, I see what you're talking about. So Dan Davidson, co-host of Trek Geed, says, maybe you should be served with the CND. <laughs> would, you like, would, would you like to reply to that, Mr. Fark, uh, there, on Twitter? There will be no CND because there, is, there has been no copyright <laughs> infringement thus far with Mr. Reyes. Uh, it depends on what kind of technology he has and if he <laughs> attempts to now release some uh, karaoke uh, versions of our songs. And Noah's sending us dirty tweets in response to us requesting his presence at the interview. After me calling them, me, me calling him a jerk. <laughs> and he's talking about jerking other things now. A so soda jerk? So, so yes, Mr. Dan Davidson is completely wrong with the C&D thus far because you have not butchered our songs. Uh, because vocally. I have faith of the FARC. See, you're oh. peppering in Farkisms already. I don't know. Does 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 Dan have Farkisms copywritten yet? You might get a C and D now. No, know. because you said I. Could I asked you? I you gave you permission. Farkism. I gave you permission for the. Oh, and I did. Did I come up with the term Farkism? Or no? Yes, because I miss proxy. Okay. I, I, we have we have that on Twitter, so it's legal and binding. Okay. All right. It's all legal and binding, like to quote the C and D. Legal and binding, like. So yeah. Uh, new album. So yeah. you brought it up. Yeah, we got a new album. It's uh, year four. Soon. The long-awaited year four. It's been over two years, because I think... Has it been two years Spock's since Spock's Brain? Brain came out 2015? That's the one you gave to Bobby Clark? Yes. Uh, maybe. Yeah, because that was the year that we did the VIP parties, and it came out yep. like right before STLB yeah, that year. July so 2015. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a while, which is, I mean, Spock's Brain took a while to come out, but it's, I yeah. mean, for us, it's unusual to wait that long. Yeah. But um, we've been working hard on it. 
Yes. But we still have a ways to go. We we want to do November, but I'm in the camp that doesn't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, the the, the realists. <laughs> yeah. But we it's um we've been playing a lot of the songs. We're gonna have Kickstarter starting up here pretty soon. Well I know I did hear you guys do for There Is No Truth in Beauty. Yeah. In truth yeah, is there no truth. beauty? That in one. Truth. That one too. That one too. <laughs> yeah. The truth. second one is with there, Diana Is there no beauty? The yes. second one with Diana Moldar. Yes. 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 Um, which is a love song between the uh, oh, what's um, the the, um, the alien? What's the Medusan in the, the box? Mm-hmm. And uh, the ambassador. Mm-hmm. You know, she's blind and and uh, it's it's so, well, we come we come to find out much later in the episode that she's blind at least allegedly. Yes, right. Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert: <laughs> she's blind. So anyway. Um, so yeah, we also we have a, a special treat that'll be uh, along with the um, Kickstarter. It'll be a, a, a stretch goal where we're going to release an additional song. Mm-hmm. This is this is first release information right here. No yeah, one knows the exclusive. You're getting the exclusive. The, the prom and so there will be There will be a bonus track that will be part of the Kickstarter that you will only be able to be able to receive if you if you do the Kickstarter. So that's um, we're, we're gonna. We've actually toyed with the idea of, of uh, doing the video for Kickstarter while we're here this weekend. It just mm-hmm. depends on we have, if we have time. Because oh, with our with family and, and all that, it's just really hard to find time to do all that stuff. So um, Kickstarter is forthcoming, and then our you know. The, well, what's the song we're going to be doing? Yes, what is the song? What's the, what's the that's, bonus? That's song? a surprise. Oh, that is a surprise. That's the okay. surprise. Oh, you're, oh, you're not going to give me that? No, because well, this episode I mean, won't drop till like October, November. This is at pretty. This is. I mean, this is you know, this is big news right here. Hey, look! It's, it's Dan Devi of Gays oh in Space! Hey, you guys, like, sing funny songs or something, right? Some of them. We're a parody band. Yeah. 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 Like, like uh, Weird Al. You've heard of, yeah. Have you heard of Phil? <laughs> I have not. Oh, well, come see us and explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Devi from Gays in Space yes, has just walked by. We met Dan Devi at in Vegas a couple of years ago, and that was 2015 as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. And they had the uh, the Enterprise Bridge, the mm-hmm. original series bridge, set up. And um, we did a. Uh, it was it, he was he was trying to get um, the, the the hashtag Warf. We Want Wharf campaign. Yeah, he was trying yeah. to get Captain Wharf off the ground, and he had a sponsor. It was for an energy drink, and they they were doing an energy drink spot, and he had us do it with him, and so we got it was. It never, ha- I mean, it, it never was completed, but it was fun to do. Which little, uh, oh, that's yeah, little, uh, little, uh, that's where the, 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 uh, the, the, far, the, the Fark is unimpressed meme yeah. eventually came from was a, was a still from that, that, that video that we shot. Yeah. That is one of the greatest memes ever. <laughs> that's where it came from. We need to revive that meme. Yes. I don't remember the name of the monster, of, of the monster drink, the energy, the energy drink, drink, yeah. But it was, that, that was an energy drink spot that never Never happened. Never like. Well, it, it probably completed. wasn't that good because Fark wasn't impressed. I know. That's very true. I, I was not. We were impressed. supposed to get a case of the energy drinking. We were. Happened. Yeah, it never happened. Well, I maybe because I think this it all fell apart. Maybe there's also a reason for it. Maybe it was like blinding <laughs> dogs somewhere <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> all right. So there's going to be a bonus track on year four. No, not no. on year four. It'll, it'll be, be on the Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. It'll, be a, Kickstarter. it'll be a digital download available via the Kickstarter. So basically campaign. if you if you give towards the Kickstarter campaign, basically pre-order year 4, you will get an exclusive 
unreleased five-year mission It'll track. It'll be totally will not worth it. On an it's album. totally worth it. Is it, is it an original song or based yeah, on an it episode? Is, it's an original song it's based all, on an episode. It's already recorded, too. It was actually the... For, of the four episodes that I had, that I had to write, one of the one of the episodes I wrote this song first, and the guys were like, "Let's do this on the album." And I was like, "No, I don't want to." It, it it didn't feel album worthy to me, not because not because of the song, just because it's um, it's a little silly. It, it's a little goofy. Little it's silly. a little goofier than what I wanted to to put on the album, especially where it was going to be on the album. So oh, um, I wrote right. another song that took forever to get it right. Yes. But um, but we still had this other one that we wanted to do something with, so we decided that it would be a good digital download for the Kickstarter. Once we reach our initial goal, you know, we'll be trying to hit that stretch goal, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think our initial goal will probably be a little higher because we before we had a stretch goal for the the mastering. Yeah, I think this time we're going to roll it into the and go ahead and make that part of the yeah, just part make of it, it all yeah. part of the initial goal. So. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it'll it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. It'll be worth worth the. Uh, Worth, worth, worth throwing out a few bucks for. So this is an exclusive you're only hearing here on the Promenade podcast. Promenade. Promenade. Just Promenade. like they pronounced like, it. Like marmalade. No, just like how they pronounced it on DS9. Promenade. Oh, we'll have a brand new t-shirt, too. That's right. It's a Kickstarter exclusive t-shirt, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be... Uh, I, it, um, we'll probably only have it for Kickstarter, too. Yeah, I think so. Unless, unless it is real popular. Time will tell. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, and have you uh, have you been reading our posts? We it's deconstructing year four. It's on our website. I we did have, see that you guys were yes. blogging blogging about that. We have a series of articles. Not this week, on though. our website. Not this week because we had two uh, conventions back to back. But um, we're basically going chronological order through the album and discussing. Uh, the, the episode that we're writing about, we're discussing kind of the the ideas that we had for the song and about writing it. So yeah, it's, hey, it's it's, hey. A, it's a fun series. Hey. So Noah Butler yeah. and Mike Rittenhouse just walked by. Who? So all those so all those mean things that they say over at the Tricorder Transmission Network about Rittenhouse probably are true. Then that's very true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it goes double for Noah. He's very—they're both very selfish. At least Patrick stopped by. Yeah, he's—he stopped—he stopped for a minute. Like I said, the core of the band is right here. That's right. The heart and soul. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, we do all the work. All, all, this is where the business happens. <laughs> the business. The business. Well, we got the showman over here. Yes. And you know, I'm the funny one. Well, uh, or well, uh, acor- sometimes according allegedly according, according to Chase Masterson, I'm the loud, funny one. Yeah. Because Chase, m- uh, multiple times that I that, that I've met with her and had conversations with her, she never, she still doesn't remember my name, but she <laughs> she remembers me. Oh yeah, you're the drummer, the the, the loud, funny one. <laughs> like yes. It's an accurate description. Henceforth, from now on, I'm the loud, funny one. Mainly loud, she said though. For people that don't know him well, for people that do, he's the loud, on occasion, funny one. Lisa. <laughs> she did not hear me. Lisa. Who's Lisa? I'm, I'm going to go give hugs. I'll be okay. Back. How are you? I don't know who that is. I neither do I. <laughs> well, I was hoping we'd get Noah and Mike here because I wanted to ask you guys... All the stuff I wanted to ask you last year, before I found out my mic died. Oh. 
in that interview. Well, so then when's year four going to drop? Is Are we looking at early 2018 at this point? Well, um, hey, I'm, I'm contacting the other bozos. <laughs> Um, so year four, I, ideally, uh, we do, we do a convention at the end of November. It's over, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Starbase Indy. It's a local show in Indianapolis and we would really like to release it then. However, I don't, I don't know that I have comp. We're, we're working really hard on it. We're trying to get it done, but I don't know that I have confidence that it'll be done by then. Um, that's, that's our, that's our goal date. If we miss that then um, it'll probably be uh, probably late January, February, something like that. But we, we don't know, so we don't want to make it. Once we get everything, we have most of it recorded, a lot of it's mixed already. So once we get to a point where it's hard to forecast until everything's mixed. Once it's mixed, then we'll be able to say, say for sure how much time it's going to take to come out. Yeah. So... Were there any songs that you were surprised that came out a certain way? You were, you thought it would be one way for the episode, but it came out completely different? Well, we okay, so we did a Spock's Brain album, um, and there's 11 songs in there. And so there's a Spock's Brain song that Noah and Mike have masterminded that none of the rest, of, the other three of us haven't heard. We know the idea. Hang on, they're there. Grab them. <laughs> So we don't you, know, wait. Oh, I'm you sorry. Know what, perfect, perfect. You know, segue. I flew out of LAX for this interview. <laughs> perfect segue. So we were just talking about <laughs> Spock's brain on year four. Uh, I don't have a drink. Oh, you're hurting me. I'm out. Get this me. man alcohol. Is this should. I mean, he was hurting me. <laughs> hey, pull up a chair. You know, you can pull. They, they have wheels. You can pull up a chair, so, Mike. Uh, Mike. Mike is the mastermind behind Spock's brain. Or, uh, I'm sorry, year four. Spock's brain on year four, but it's kind of a secret. So let's see if Mike can give us any details, Mike. So we're here with Mike Rittenhouse. Can you let us know what you play with the band? <laughs> uh, oh, hey, hey, <laughs> oh, hey. Blue. Party foul. <laughs> Jeez, Mark. Feel free to edit anything out that these two said. He pointed to Noah and Mike. Well, yeah. no. At the, what I'm gonna do is, what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna like just drop in stuff from the Tricorder Transmissions Network where they talk stuff about you. Okay. <laughs> I play everything in the band. Better than everyone else. So Mike, Mike is most likely in the band to hurt himself by either falling off the stage during a song, or getting in a Gorn fight and breaking something. You mispronounced get laid. <laughs> well, Noah's in, Noah's in your room. Tonight. You know, you've gotten real cocky since there's a oh, secret time-traveling organization based on you. No, ever since he that, that TV show got canceled. No, there's a second season coming out. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, good. What? I was keeping it, you oh, wait. Know, legal. Is, is this the infamous flask? It's one a, of them. It's, it's one a of flask, them. yes. No, I have my own flask. But Noah and I are right. always flask. I play everything in the band. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bullshit. 
It's true. He, he does play drums. Not so, well. Eh? Not very I didn't well. say well. I never said well. Now, okay, so there is one show, one song of one show, it was just one show, where Fark it was stood the, up uh, with the microphone. Trouble with Tribble's EP release right? at Starbase Indy. And Mike sat down and played the drums. And, and Fark up. won't let him do it ever again. <laughs> is that why there are five Farks in that video? Yes. I'm and that was the song, too. Now, if you watch carefully, you'll see that I am a stunt double for Fark in that video. You're five. Mainly because I have dark You're hair. Five, we're going to have a song that Mike plays drums. I'll play bass. And Andy will play bass. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do I'll it. do it. That sounds awful. And you know what? It, yeah. it, it'll be good. It'll be good. We, we just won't put anything too fast. Hopefully. No second notes. So, let it be for one of the lesser quality episodes in season three. What? There's what? lesser quality? What? <laughs> one of them? Which one would Which that one be, Robert? All right. The one where Kirk has the shirt on and does the thing with the thing, and Spock's doing the thing with the buttons. Oh, and Turnabout Intruder. No, this some of the impact. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty. <laughs> oh, so pretty. No, let... Or you can do it for Let This Be Your Last Battlefield. No. Oh, no, no, that's going to be a good that. one. Yeah, between, between a good one. Noah and Mike, yeah, we've got plans, plans for that one. No. If they get Maybe. it. Maybe. <laughs> we got plans for that Terrible. <laughs> Once so, again, okay, folks, so this I'm is the greatest Star Trek band in the land. I, I promised him insight on, on Spock's brain on year four. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be unlike anything we've ever done before. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. That is your insight. Let's put it this way. I, I actually recorded the drums for the newest version of Spock's brain that's going to be on year four. But he has and, no idea. And what I the have music no clue is. what the music sounds like. They said, just play a beat kind of like this. So I played a, played a beat kind of like they told me. And he, doesn't, he has that's no idea it. what it's going to be. Nope. These two, Mike and, and Noah, are the only ones that, who have any idea what it's going to be. Well, well did you record any? You explained it right a little bit. Yeah. Has anyone recorded any vocals or? For, for what? For, for, for this version of Spock's Brain for year not, four? Not yet. Not officially. Uh, actually, it's the, done some run throughs. Technically, the drums are still the only thing that's been recorded. Yeah. But we know what the rest is going to be. We just have to record it. And Dave the Dove is also yet to be recorded. Do we have anything on that yet? Nothing out, like album wise has okay. been recorded. You want to you throw out a little insight on that one or we're keeping it? Totally under wraps. Well, we're, I don't know how much we've divulged thus far. We'll, we'll just say that we're 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 dusting, we're we're uh, we're dusting off Arnie D. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're dusting off Arnie D. That's yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. I have no idea what that means. Well, it's a reference to the Tribbles album. Let's, we'll, we'll yeah, give you that. Yeah. We'll, yeah. That's all we can. That's all we can say right I'll now. I'll listen to that when I get home tomorrow. When I fly back into LAX. Okay. Drink. <laughs> what? You're, you're, that's, the, that's, no. the, that's the sound of a flask opening. <laughs> okay, so Noah's our stand-in for Fark. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he was asking when, when we think the release, uh, release will be for your Fark. Burning. What, <laughs> what is that? Bourbon? What is that? It's rum, actually. Burial? Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I have some old rum. That's so funny, because on the flight out from LAX... They were showing Pirates 5 on the flight. I haven't seen it. It's actually quite good. Is it? Yeah. Pirates like Rome, right? That's what... Well, Jack Sparrow does. Yeah, That's Jack what the, Sparrow the story is, yes. 
kid was like yo ho ho and something about rum. Yeah. A whole bottle of it. Yeah. It's actually my, my first drink of the weekend. Really? I didn't have any yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, no, no alcohol. Night? I was buzzing before. No, you guys were at that exclusive party that wasn't even in this hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I didn't have any yeah. drinks at it. <laughs> yeah, there's pictures to prove it. Yeah. yeah. None with them in it. Yeah. 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 Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I like that word. I know you do. It's like perfect for you. <laughs> That's perfect for everything with me. I know it is. I so, think we're a little off topic. So year four. So early 2018 for the release? Sure. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks, on the Promenade Podcast. Allegedly, year four will be dropping in 2018. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> what are we looking at here? <laughs> are we waiting for Fark to get his drink? I don't know where he went. Fark has disappeared on us. So talk to Noah. He hasn't said it. What he does? Yes. What do you play with the band, Noah? Wait, 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 wait. What's your shirt say? What's going, What's going on? on? Oh, it's Prince Adam. It's Prince Adam. Bum, 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 Well, season one's on, you, on, on Netflix. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you play with the band? Uh, what do I play? <laughs> These days, mostly bass. Mostly bass. Allegedly. Allegedly. You play guitar if there's enough chorus on it. That's right. There has to be enough chorus effect for me to play the guitar. Uh, you, you have a lot of keys on your four, don't you? More than I, more than I would have predicted. Welcome to my world. More than I would have predicted. I know what I'm doing. I don't know how so did happens. you write it in the saddest of keys, D, D minor? The cage is in D minor. Do we have any other songs in D minor? No. The, the saddest of all keys. I didn't know. You never saw This is Spinal Tap, apparently. I, I, I did, but it's been a long yeah. time. Well, see, because this one goes to 11. See, it goes to 11. Yeah. I know that one. We know that one. <laughs> Why don't you just Patrick, make it louder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, we just fixed your four. You see, have it go to 11, what? see. Why don't you just make 10 louder? No, but see, but this one goes to 11. See, it goes to 11. Are you really spinal tapping now? <laughs> Gone for he like three, three minutes and we're spinal tapping. It was at least six minutes. Oh, you said that. You said three minutes. said three. There was a car crash I had to, had to, had to look at out there. Really? Yeah. Is it really? So for those of you listening, what is your, what, what is your brand of cigarettes? Camel Blues. Okay. Unfortunately. Allegedly. I have somewhere written on a napkin about how Clark was going to quit smoking. <laughs> yeah. And he signed it. Was it, it was no. A con- a contract? I never was, signed anything. It was, it was after STLV. Then it was after Concave. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Clark's really bad at stopping oh, smoking. I am. Tried. Hasn't worked yet, though. Maybe we should all, like, agree that, like, every time we see him smoking, we just... Smack yeah. it out of his hand, or, or or kick him in an you know a uncomfortable place. Have you thought about vaping? What, like the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> oh. I, I, I wow. heard that in my head before it happened. Have you thought about vaping? No, because I'm not a twenty-something year old, 
and I don't like to smoke incense. Allegedly. Allegedly. For your glaucoma. Yes. That's, that's my word. Allegedly. No, I've been. It's my word. Robert owns it. C and D, Mike. C and D. I took it. Hey, man. Somebody get this man a drink before I say what I'm gonna say. Nope. No drinks yet. Okay, then. We gotta head to the gaze and space. We haven't eaten yet either. Yeah, I know. We need to eat. We need to eat. We really need to figure that out. Yeah, we gotta go to gaze and space too. Yeah. Yeah. Might be Taco Bell again. We're in high demand tonight. Wait, they have Taco Bells out here? Yeah. Oh. You mean this is like the future from Demolition Man? All the restaurants are Taco Bell? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. We walked to Taco Bell last night and went through the drive-through on foot. They let us do that because I guess we looked non-threatening. Allegedly. Allegedly. We we went through the drive-through on foot and all four of us. And uh, got Taco Bell. It was. We, we made we, we made car noises with our mouths. <laughs> it was a great experience. I would do it again. Totally do it again. Nine out of ten would do again. Would do again. Totally. So wait. So what did we get from the Taco Bell? I got a double decker taco and two beef gorditas. I got nothing. Well, considering that was your and I's second trip to Taco <laughs> Bell that day. First time around, I got cheesy bean and rice burritos and a Mexican pizza. The second time around, I got a Crunchwrap Supreme. Because I'm, right, well, I'm a fatty. <laughs> yeah. the, the first time, I got a uh, three Taco Supreme meal. What'd you get, Noah? Grilled stuffed burrito. Taco Bell, not a sponsor of the Promenade Podcast or Five Year Mission, but we, we do like them. I'll take sponsorship from them. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. I'll slap Taco uh, Bell all over the guitar. Keyboard. The individual and not. A... I'd wear a taco hat if they'd sponsor us. <laughs> but you'd only have to wear it on Tuesday. Yes. Taco Tuesday. Taco Bell Tuesday. See, this is when we need Patrick here. He's always talking about Taco Tuesday. Yeah. How's he come he's not here for this? That's because of the My Little Pony thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's busy. He's he's trying to figure out how to do Voltron songs with the shakeups. Don't give him any more ideas of bands to start. No, 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 no. The shakeups are going to be doing a Voltron album. This, this, this is news to us. Well, I asked him if there, there were any plans to do a Rick and Morty album. And he said, well, right now we're thinking about doing a Voltron album. Really? You didn't know about this? No. Uh, we did not. That's all right. We're going to do uh, Wildminders. Oh, yeah, the Bad next album. Lights of Zetar. Yeah. Lights of Zetar. Well, then, so Year 6 be the animated series? Year 6? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Year 5 be Year 5 and then the animated series. Yeah. There's yes. no Year 6. Yeah, there, 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 there won't be called Year 6. It'll just be TAS or something along those lines. Five Mission does the, the animated, animated series. Dedicated to Jim Morehouse. Five Mission gets animated. <laughs> oh, come um, on. I don't dedicate anything to people who are dead to me. Morehouse. <laughs> Just because he's a Raiders fan, that doesn't make him a bad person. No, it's because no. he decided to go to Star Trek Discovery's red carpet premiere rather than flying to Chicago. to come Yeah, to you that. know, I flew out of LAX for this. I'll mime drinking something <laughs> now. Yeah. 
So I just like to know. You please email me to know how many drinks you ended up drinking from this drinking game, because I really like to know. Well, you're gonna go, you're gonna record this, so you know, go back through and count them. There you go. You make us a graphical chart. Graphical. <laughs> this is just a dry run, right? We're doing a really we're yeah. really recording this after this, right? No, we're recording right now. Uh, oh. On that note, we need to go eat and get to gaze in space. And let you go watch Leonard Part Six. <laughs> I've only seen that once. I didn't like it. Did you see parts one through five? There are no parts one through five. <laughs> I had this conversation in 1988. Okay. So, you guys all see Superman three? Yes. Everyone? Yeah. Okay. Oh God. The part at the end. Okay, this is the one with Richard Pryor. The part at the end, and they have that big machine, and it turns that lady into a robot. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did that traumatize anybody else yes. as a child? Of course. Yes. <laughs> it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen in my life. No, it didn't traumatize me. It was horrible. What did traumatize me as a child was the first two hours of the four-hour ABC adaptation of It. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's a different kind of tra trauma. There's Patrick. There's Patrick. Hey, hey Patrick. Patrick. Hey, Taco Tuesday. What about it? We were talking about it. I love Taco Tuesday. What did you get at Taco Bell yesterday? I wasn't at Taco Bell yesterday. I wasn't invited. Whoa! <laughs> he was ordering room service on Chris's credit card. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Patrick was ordering Literally. room service on my, my credit card. So Allegedly. This, this has come up, Patrick, so we, we need to broach the subject. We heard, allegedly, that you are allegedly thinking about allegedly doing a Voltron album. It's not alleged. I, I am doing a Voltron album. The, sh the shakeups are doing a Voltron album. Oh. I have nine songs so far. You heard it here first. <laughs> Exclusive! Hello, and we're back. So, to recap on what has happened, um, after the interview with Five Year Mission, I got something to eat. And then, uh, finally... <laughs> I finally made it to one of the gays in space parties that they had. And unfortunately, and it wasn't Dan's fault, it was just there were a lot of scheduling snafus that had happened this year. And people's schedules got changed at the last minute. So the only person that was, he, was the only Star Trek actor, excuse me, that was at the event was John Billingsley. And there were about maybe 65, 70 people there total. And John thanked us all for being there. He told us a story about his father, which I wasn't aware of. And his support for... His support for um, a congressperson, should I forget the person's name, who's running for Congress in California... But Dan did say that tomorrow night, Saturday night, they will be doing it again with a lot more of the actors that couldn't be here tonight. And unfortunately, I'm heading back to LAX. Wait, that's right. I haven't mentioned LAX yet. So I'm flying back in the morning based on this from what I'm recording right now. Because right now, for Michael Hinman... It is currently 10.07 p.m. Central Daylight Time on Friday, September 15th, 2017. 
So now we're back here at the Weston O'Hare. Karaoke is currently going on inside in the ballroom. I'm not in there recording this right now because I didn't want that one creation person to get to come down on me who was freaking out when she saw me interviewing people in the hallway. So to sum up, day one of the Chicago convention, the only day that unfortunately I can go to, it was a lot more relaxed vibe. And it was weird because I've been to Vegas several times. So you're used to seeing people in other rooms. There are places where you can go to relax if you don't want to see something on any of the stages. But here, if, if there was something happening on the main stage, all the other areas were empty. And I guess it was a surreal experience to see Brent Spiner on one end of this large table, row of tables, people doing autographs. So you had Brent Spiner on one end of the, these tables, and at the far, far end of this hallway, the other end of the tables by <clears throat> was Daniel Davis. It was just a weird sight to behold, and he was there from, I think, from when his panel ended around, I want to say, 12.30, maybe 1-ish, till about 5. And it would just be weird. It would, you would be seeing nobody in the hallway, but he was just there waiting for someone to talk to and sign autographs. And you're probably wondering why there wasn't an interview with Daniel Davis. Unfortunately, um, Creation let me know that they were okay with me recording in the hallways, in the vendors area, I wasn't allowed to interview any guests. So I didn't want to break any creation rules. Karaoke, go down this hallway, yes. And Alice Creed just walked by, um, the board queen herself. So in many ways, this is like Vegas, but on a smaller scale. We're at a nice hotel, the alcohol is overpriced. There's a Starbucks with staffing issues. And there's a casino about maybe about a mile north of here. So I guess to sum up my final thoughts. Yes, it was worth every penny to come to see Five Year Mission live in concert. And if you have not seen Five Year Mission then you either need to come to STOV when they're there or if, it, if it's an option for you to one of the smaller cons they do where they play. It's an experience that, that just cannot be explained in words. It just it has to be experienced live in person. So on behalf of Five Year Mission, the folks at Gaze in Space, and a cast of hundreds... This is Robert Reyes for the Promenade Podcast. We'll see you next time. We'd like to hear back from you. And you can contact us in many ways. We're on Twitter at Promenade Pod. We're on Facebook. Just look for Promenade Podcast. And you can email us at PromenadePodcast at gmail.com. 
We really like to hear back from you. Also, if you like the podcast, we're in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, or however you download your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.